In the morning, my brothers and sisters in Christ, how are you today? Welcome to St. Mark Bemidji's podcast, a podcast about redemption from our sinful failings through Jesus Christ our Lord, and about the glory of the one true God, now and forever. I want to thank you for joining us today. This podcast is nothing without its supporters, just like you. You support us through your listening and sharing it with others. Without you, it's just ones and zeros sitting on a storage medium somewhere on the internet. The reading for our meditation today comes from Daniel chapter 3. It's probably not in the top 10 of the best-known Bible accounts, but it's probably up there somewhere. It's a meditation on Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and the fiery furnace. Yep, it's a miracle. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'd encourage you to pause the podcast and read the account. I promise you there aren't any lists of names in this Old Testament account. It makes me think of things that give us pause, or maybe even stop us dead in our tracks of telling the gospel message to someone, or living a godly life in a fallen world. Maybe you'll never face the threat of physical harm for your faith like these men did. But have you ever hidden your faith altogether in the face of social pressure? I won't go on too long about it. Pastor Allard does a fine job of covering the important points. But let me leave you with this verse from Matthew chapter 5. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Keep that thought in mind as you listen to today's meditation. How does this word apply to you today, and the next, and the one after that? May God bless our time together in the word. The word of God before us today, Daniel chapter 3. We read from Daniel 3. Furious with rage, Nebuchadnezzar summoned Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, So these men were brought before the king, and Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods, or worship the image of gold I have set up? Now when you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the zither, lyre, harp, pipes, and all kinds of music, if you are ready to fall down and worship the image I made, very good. But if you do not worship it, You will be thrown immediately into a blazing furnace. Then what God will be able to rescue you from my hand? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to save us from it. And he will rescue us from your hand, O king. But even if he does not, we want you to know, O king, we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. The Nebuchadnezzar was furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and his attitude toward them changed. He ordered the furnace heated seven times hotter than usual and commanded some of the strongest soldiers in his army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into the blazing furnace. So these men, wearing their robes, trousers, turbans, and other clothes, were bound and thrown into the blazing furnace. And the king's command was so urgent 
and the furnace so hot that the flames of the fire killed the soldiers who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, firmly tied, fell into the blazing furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar leaped to his feet in amazement and asked his advisors, weren't there three men that we tied up and threw into the fire? And they replied, certainly, O king. He said, look, I see four men walking around in the fire, unbound, unharmed. And the fourth looks like a son of the gods. Nebuchadnezzar then approached the opening of the blazing furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out, come here. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fire. And the satraps, prefects, governors, and royal advisors crowded around him. And they saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies. Nor was a hair of their head singed. Their robes were not scorched. And there was no smell of fire on them. So far the word. Let's talk the opposite of what we just saw. A nominal Christian. Many a nominal Christian, let it be stated for the record, they are fine, upstanding people. In fact, I might go a little further. They might be the kind of person you would let watch your property when you go away on vacation. Nominal Christians. So how do we know who nominal Christians are? Or maybe a better question is, how do, how do I know if I'm one of them? Or not one of these people called a nominal Christian. Well, today our Lord puts before us three men who were teenagers at the very most, at the very most, they were 20-somethings, and he puts them before us. And through these three young men, God shows us how we can tell if we ourselves are genuine believers. And he will show us that we can say no to the world. Not flawlessly, not perfectly, but that we can say no, even to the sinner in our own hearts. We can even say, we will not serve your gods. So, stand up for the truth. Why? Because God's got your back, no matter what. The command. This command. If it wasn't, it soon became crystal clear. When the music starts, you will bow or die. Who would be so foolish as to defy that? Nobody likes to stand out. This is a universal human uh, thing. You could be at the automatic checkout at the grocery store and there's a huge amount of people. So there's people behind you waiting. And yes, you're the one who gets the red light blinking because one of your sales is not coming up. You don't want to stand out. You feel it at any given time in your life. It's kind of the opposite situation of what we see in our lesson. But when a teacher says, okay, anybody who didn't understand before we move on to chapter two, raise your hand. I mean, really? You want to be the one to raise your hand and delay the whole class? We don't like standing out. And what we see here. These three men, as soon as the music started, what you would expect immediately happened. Everybody in the crowd 
probably a graduating class from the Royal Academy of Hundreds, everybody falls except three. Nebuchadnezzar was taking all of these young royal cadets who had just gone through his academy, all of them who had all kinds of other gods and had come from conquered territories and all kinds of other countries, and now he was getting each of those royal cadets to acknowledge what? That he and his gods were superior. And the response, just like the command, the response was crystal clear. Even if our God lets us burn, we will not bow. They were saying, God is able to save us from this fire, but we will leave that up to him. Our job, I, I think it's more accurate to say our honor, is to worship him and nobody else. So, we will do what our God commands and entrust ourselves into his hands. Digest this. Whether God saved them from the flames or use that fire to call them to heaven, they were still confident. They were confident the Lord would act in a way that would serve for their best eternal outcome. I hope it never comes down to this in America, that this kind of stuff never goes down. Christians being killed because they stay true to their faith, to the truth, finally. And thank God that we have not been persecuted like that in this country. Yet, as some people would very rightly remind me, yet. But that doesn't mean we don't experience anything like these people, these three young men did. I mean, the heat rises. Sometimes you feel it, a literal heat under your collar. And the heat rising in the room when at work you get a little too uppity with your faith. Or, or at school, your classmates realize that you are not going to back down from the truth and you see your relationship with them change. Or sometimes, even, even in our families, the heat is there. And how do we, how do we respond? I don't want people to call me names, especially not family. And I don't want there to be divisions between us. Any divisions, if I, have a, if I have my way, I don't want any divisions to be between me and my loved ones. But so maybe I, I'll hide my faith just a little bit. And God is a loving God. He will forgive, even if I'm doing the wrong thing. You see how easy it is for pastor to mess this up. Maybe for you too. Besides, we think God will forgive us anyway. Do you see how deadly that thinking is? And how quickly it goes from the truth into God makes human beings even worse than unbelief does. But even when we try to escape the heat and the difficult situations, the, the flames remain. There's an unchanging truth in this. 
It is not possible for a Christian to appease an unbeliever. I hope you understand this. They will ask you to give up more and more, and finally the choice really is you give everything up about Jesus or be what you are. But it really goes beyond that, doesn't it? Do any of us really think that the unbelievers in the world get along with each other? If you give up Jesus, they will find reasons to hate you anyway. Trust in the Lord is a confidence that is founded in the promise of a God. Go back to Shadrach and his two buddies. They had promises already. They had promises like Psalm 91. I quote that. If you make the most high your dwelling, then no harm will befall you. No disaster will come near your tent, for he'll command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. That promise and other promises just like them is what made the difference for these three young men. They knew the Lord would not fail to keep his promise. And God gave his answer. I don't know if Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were praying at the time, probably were, but God gave his answer to their dilemma. He rescued them, he gave them their life, and he even gave them their livelihood, their positions in the government back. But they knew that the greatest blessing is if the Lord perfects and unites us with him. If God made it so that you had five minutes, God found a way to give you five minutes while in this life, while on this earth, to see one of your loved ones again. Would you take it? Maybe we wouldn't even have the words to speak to them. We would be crying. I don't know. But who of us wouldn't take it? To say, I miss you. I love you. I want to see you again. I look forward to seeing you again. And here, the opportunity to see the face of the God who created us, smiling at us for the very first time. This is what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego ultimately bound their faith and their strength to. And if they receive that blessing through Nebuchadnezzar's furnace, you know the logical thought that flows from it. The promise of the Lord is the, makes the difference, is the difference for you too. His promise of protection from Psalm 91, that is not expired. There are some commands of God that have expiration dates. We've talked about that in the past. This promise has no expiration date. He adds to that promise the words of Romans 8. I quote, In all things, God works for the good of those who love him. All things. Yes. His angels continue to protect you. His angels are right here with us now. I know a strange concept, isn't it? Where are they exactly? They do occupy one point in space. They are not like God. That they cannot be everywhere. But they are right here with us now. And these promises extend to us when he says, I will protect you according to my purpose for your good. Your ultimate good. 
But the Lord backs up this promise with action. Look at Shadrach and his two friends. You might ask, though, come on, get real, Pastor. When is the last time an angel was sent to protect me and appeared to save my life? First, who says they haven't? It must be a wonderful job for the angels to get none of the credit and they have all of the work. Would you take a job like that? Right? No credit at all. No praise from us, right? And yet, all the work. That's what they do. Day in and day out. And we might say, come on, when is the last time an angel has visibly appeared to save my life? Again, who says they haven't? They just weren't visible when they did it. But there's something else. We have something better. Paul continues. Same thing, Romans chapter 8, same chapter. If God is, is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Do you see? For you, he did not just send an angel. The Father did not spare him. He did not spare him the suffering, right? The fists, the rods, the scourge. He didn't spare him those spikes or the cross. But what was even worse than the cross? He did not even spare his son the agony of hell. He did not spare him all so that he could keep his promise. Save you. Save me from eternal death. Or let me put that a better way. To save us from eternal separation from him. So let me use a term that gets thrown around a lot. Common sense. Common sense doesn't exist. It used to be common sense to have and maintain slaves. Don't talk about that part of our history. No, I will. It used to be common sense to have and maintain slaves for many people in this country. You can't trust common sense is my simple point there. Today, it is just plain common sense. And I would, I would demand, there is plenty of evidence to argue this point. It is plain common sense to hide most aspects of your Christian faith. Just common sense. Christians know that. You hide. That's how you get by. But we have seen true love. We have seen the ultimate commitment to us from a God who had nothing to gain by us. From us. That's why we say, no. As those three very young men once did, we can say with our, with our hearts, with our words out loud, we can say with our lifestyles, We will not serve your gods. Amen. I sincerely pray that today's meditation on God's Word has enriched you. Didn't get enough of God's Word? Are you missing out on that in-person fellowship? We hold divine services right here in Bemidji, Minnesota at 8 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. on Sunday mornings. Sunday school and adult Bible study is also offered between our Sunday services at 9.15 a.m. We also live stream our Sunday Divine Service at 8 a.m. You can ensure that you are notified when a stream is live or a new podcast is available by subscribing to our YouTube channel. 
It's easy to find by typing in St. Mark Bemidji in the search bar and clicking on the subscribe button. Want to listen to meditations the way I do every day? Subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. Go to podcastindex.org and search for St. Mark Bemidji to find us. This is our fifth year producing this podcast, and there is a large archive of devotional material online available if you want to learn more about God and His Word. Visit www.stmarksbemidji.org or look in the show notes in this podcast for a link to this and many other meditations on God. If you have any questions or you would like more information about our church and its ministry, please visit our website, which is once again www.stmarksbemidji.org. May God bless the rest of your day.